0: FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson and tonight you're listening to peacemakers, not peacekeepers. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Tuesday, May 30th in the year 2023. This is the last, almost the last day. Tomorrow is the last day of the month. We have 31 days in May. And then we're only about a week away from BardsFest as well, which is pretty exciting. If you haven't got your tickets, get those at BardsFest.com, BardsFest.com. Patriots, we have a lot of things going on in our world, and so much of the problem that we currently face is just this willingness and compliance to this evil. And it's time that we start to embrace truly the sense of who we are and the responsibilities and authorities that were given to us and what's expected of us, which is really centers itself on two concepts, either be a peacekeeper or be a peacemaker. We'll get into all of that very shortly. Patriots, one thing is absolutely for sure is these people are doing everything they can to break people, bring them to their knees, and subdue them through the LGBTQ, transgender, rainbow, crazy, pedophile agenda. And it's one of their biggest attacks, they're doing it globally. And part of that is food, is they're going to try to separate people from the ability to get food, have food, grow food. You need to have emergency supplies on hand, regardless of what your situation is. And those emergency supplies need to be kept for years, be able to not have to worry about what's on your shelf, at least 90 days at hand. And that's why we have My Patriot Supply. Patriots, you've seen the dire headlines we're facing in the world today. Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is in your family's food security. We've seen supply chains break down, food processing plants burn. We've seen animals cold because of so-called viruses. The reality is you might not be able to find food when the next disaster strikes. Imagine a moment in the future where grocery stores could be empty, Roads close and trucks won't be able to make deliveries. When that happens, you need emergency food in full supply. That's why I urge you to grab a three-month emergency food kit from my Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in food lines. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save $200 per kit. It's easy to order. Go to preparewithbards.com. You'll get fast and free shipping too. Preparewithbards.com. Do this today. You won't regret it. Preparewithbards.com. Those links are always below the podcast. Patriots, I want to go over some critical wording here. And this is always something we need to come back to. And it is our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal And they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It says among these. Those rights are later delineated in the Bill of Rights, First Amendment, Second Amendment, right on down the way. And those are all given to us by God. That's the principle of our country. Government, people are subordinate to God. Government is subordinate to the people. It's kind of an important little point. You know, and that's why they constantly don't want you looking at the Declaration of Independence. And this is also critical when you get to the wording down here. of The only country that I know of that has been given the duty to throw off a tyrannical government. It reads, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right It is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. We're here. I just need to keep reinforcing this that we have been given this authority. Not only by God do we have authorities to deal with evil, we have step on snakes and scorpions and dominion over all the things of evil. But our founding fathers gave us the same authorities. And they don't want you to know that. They're going to tell you, well, that's against the law. In fact, probably by some treason act or something they've passed. I'm probably, in NDAA, and Patriot Act, I'm probably in violation of about 5,000 of them just by saying that. And believe me, my social credit score now has approached with the reading of that somewhere about negative 5,000, which means if they have their choice, I'll be eating bugs, and it won't even be the good bugs. It'll be the bugs that everyone else doesn't want, which apparently people like bugs. I don't know. It's not my thing, but it's definitely theirs. Look, I want to read this to you. This is a... Introduction to an article called The Great Silence was authored by Jeffrey Tucker on dailyreckoning.com. It did show up in Zero Hedge as well. This is the beginning. It says, the kids are two years behind in education. Inflation still rages. White-collar jobs are disappearing thanks to the reversal of Fed policy. Household finances are a wreck. The medical industry is in upheaval. Trust in government has never been lower. Major media is too distracted. Major media, too, is distracted. Young people are dying at levels never seen. Populations are still on the move from lockdown states to where it is less likely. Surveillance is everywhere, and so is political persecution. Public health is in a disastrous state with substance abuse and obesity at all new record highs. Each one of these and many more besides our continued fallout from the pandemic response that began in March 2020, and yet here we are 38 months later, remember 10 days to flatten the curve, 38 months later, and we still don't have honestly or truth, honesty or truth about the experience. Officials have resigned, politicians have tumbled out of office, and lifetime civil servants have departed their posts, but... They don't cite the greater disaster as the excuse. There's always some other reason. This is the period of the great silence. We've all noticed it. The stories in the press recounting all the above are conventionally scrupulous about naming the pandemic response, much less naming the individual responsible. So, interesting point, but I do want to encourage you. Um, Matt Walsh today has reminded us what we're about ready to enter into and we should all just be so excited so we are T-minus two
1: days from the sacred high holiday of uh, Pride Month, the most important time on the calendar. Not the, not the only important time, of course. You know, I mean, don't be ridiculous. There, there are other days and other months that matter, uh, such as Bisexual Health Awareness Month and International Transgender Day of Visibility and uh, National LGBT Health Awareness Week and National Transgender HIV Testing Day. And I mean obviously non-binary parents day, lesbian visibility day, international day against homophobia, transphobia, and biphobia. Uh, I mean, of course, Harvey Milk Day, pansexual and pan-romantic awareness and visibility day, um, non-binary awareness week, international drag day, LGBTQ History Month, not to be confused with Pride Month, International Lesbian Day, National Coming Out Day, National Latinx HIV Awareness Day, National LGBT Center Awareness Day, Asexual Awareness Week is obviously an important one, International Pronouns Day, Transgender Parent Day, Pansexual Pride Day, and, of course, Gay Uncles Day. Um, Those days uh, are all separate from Pride Month, and, and they're all really important, but Pride Month is the most important of all. And and we know we need special, specific days set aside to celebrate LGBT people at least every other week, okay? So, like, every two weeks, we need to have a special day. We cannot let two entire weeks go by without throwing a parade for LGBT people and giving them a standing ovation and telling them how special they are. If they have to endure even just three weeks of not being specially celebrated, they will die. They will die. It will be a massacre. It will be a genocide. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going a month? If what if we had to go a month? What if LGBT people had to go an entire month without having one single day where everybody spent all day telling them how great they are? Uh, it, it's unimaginable. It would be um, a it, it would be a holocaust. Is what it would be.
0: Let <laughs> I me. Mean, I'll tell you. We got to get that done right away. Like no more celebration of days, sit back and watch the show. Wow. Look, there's a there's an emerging reality that we're facing right now. And this emerging reality is centered on what they're trying to force society into. Obviously, gender pluralism is fundamental to their concept of transgender, which leads to transhumanism, meaning that everything gets blurred, everything that God created in its perfection. But there's something pretty critical that the Christian community as a whole is missing. And it comes back to peacekeeper versus peacemaker. There's the indoctrination that's been happening at the pulpit for way too long. And it's the idea that through Christ, all things, we must love everyone. And so that makes us peacekeepers. We're not making anything. We're we're just accepting what's there and accepting it in. I want you to watch this argument. It's a really amazing slippery slope that we step into when people walk that path. You see, when you accept this garbage, what you're saying here is there are people that are born and they are born in the image of God that are one, gay, which it openly says that homosexuality is wrong in the scriptures, but I'm just pointing this out. And then secondly, for those that are gender confused, it's saying that God is imperfect. If you stand for any of this, if you're part of one of those groups out here that goes, well, you know, you know, we, we're going to accept them in our church because Christ tells us to love them. Patriots, you're, you're saying that God is imperfect. Now, if you're trying to reach them and bring them to Jesus, I get that point. But if you're going to accept their lifestyle, you're into a whole other problem here. If You're going to try to embrace them as a community and go, well, we need to bring them in and sing Kumbaya and share apple pie and hot dogs or whatever they do. They probably get enough hot dogs between them, especially if they're guys. The point is that they are literally in a place of putting us in contradiction with our own father. We are made in the image of God. That means we are perfectly made. So someone that suddenly says, well, I'm in the wrong body, and we acknowledge that, we're saying that God is imperfect. I can't go there. And I won't go there. It's it's ridiculous. Now, it's it's just this continues to unravel. So I, I want to read something to you. We, we hear the pandemic. That's what all this originally manifested from. I w- I've been saying this for a little while, but I want to give you some other substance to this. This transgender insanity blew up right around the time and shortly following, intensely following the time of the shot. And I've told you, that increasingly, and especially after this weekend of really sp- spending some time in prayer with Father, it was really highlighted that the shot is the gateway for the demonic infestation of this world. It is a silent, it is truly our silent enemy. Well, it's right in our face. Because that's the thing is we're not even looking at it correctly. Pan, the pandemic is made of two words, pan-endemic. And, and it just struck me the other night. I was like, or maybe even last night, I said, I can't believe I missed this. Pan is the ancient Greek religion and mythology around the god Pan, who is a wild, who is the god of the wild shepherds and flocks, rustic music and impromptuous, and companion to the nymphs. Okay, that sounds all nice. He has the hindquarters, legs, and horns of a goat, and in the same manner as a fawn or or, or satyr. Now. It goes on to say, with his, homeland, with his homeland in rustic Arcadia, he is also recognized as the god of fields, groves, wooded glens, and often affiliated with sex. Because of this, Pan is connected with fertility in the seasons of spring. Now that's a really nice sanitized way of saying it. I don't know if you've ever looked up what, the, what the, one of the main statues is for the god of Pan, the god. He's having sex with a goat. And then you have this whole thing of pansexuals. If you understand that, pan is like they, they want to have sex with, they accept having sex with anything your dog, your cat, the cow in my field. I'd love, if they tried to do it with the bull, I think he'd kill him. But that's another subject. They, they'd have to explore that. But the fact is that this was a, a cult attack, attack on the earth. And remember, when they put this stuff out, they never do these things without one prepping the ground so people will accept it the concept of pandemic the god of pan time to demic and yes demic is a root and it meaning a, a, it's the second part of the word and it means dysfunctional or broken so we have the god of the dysfunctional or broken the god of sex of the dysfunctional and broken everything about that is contrary to our father and that's exactly what they're doing and they're pushing it in our place in our face now if you take you continue with this argument and it and it continues to get more insidious but right now as we walk this whole thing out and we we really start to see the bigger picture we're realizing that so much of this that are that is designed to bring out the worst and the most insidious anti-God position. So if you take Pride Month, for example, and you take away PRI and you take away TH at the other end, what do you get in the center word? Demon. Look, this is just, within even demic is the word potentially for demon. So we're dealing with a demonic attack and these, these shots, and I've read this before, when they launched, before they launched this injection, they did tons of child sex sacrifices and they gained power in this world through the blood of the sacrifice of kids. So as we listen and watch and passively sit by, and this is one of these things that I will be very honest, it probably drives me nuts more than many things, As in the Christian community, people are more offended by a swear word than they are child children getting raped, murdered, tortured, trafficked, or sacrificed. And you say to them, child sex trafficking, and have the Christian community's like, are you sure? Can you prove it? You say the word, you drop an F-bomb, and they're like, oh, my goodness, you're going to hell. And yet, there's no action taken because they've been brainwashed into the concept of being peacekeepers, not peacemakers. Christ says we are the blessed are the peacemakers, right? Right? Blessed are the peacemakers. And that means we have a responsibility to create peace. And how did, what does that look like when we come up against this type of evil? Well, it's war, folks. It's war. Now, as we start to look at this broader agenda, we start to see how crazy this is. In, today, there was a posting of two young men in the U.S. Army And I guess the U.S. Air Force, they're just happily celebrating their new marriage and taking pictures of themselves in various places in the Army Command wearing furry costumes. Yes, this is our new military. Be all you can be, they say. Protect and defend. I don't really know how these furry costumes work. I don't even understand it. They had had them together. They were in sexual positions together. I don't even know what that means. I mean like two guys in a furry costume what does that make you besides <laughs> extremely perverted that's all I'm gonna say but yep there, there you want to know if you're waiting for the military in the, in the end the military is the only way then you got to know that apparently the only way for all of us is to be gay and furry they want your kids let's be clear They are after your kids. There's no question about the fact they are after your kids. Now, Emerald Robinson, who's a Christian, she posted this today on Twitter, and I think this is rock... Actually, this isn't today. This was from February. I take it back. But this is still rock solid. Dear Christians, so long as you believe that it's unchristian to defend yourselves, your family, and your church from attacks by pagans, perverts, pedophiles, abortion fanatics, and church arsonists, then America is not going to survive. And she goes on, dear Christians, you're not being tolerant. You're not being inclusive. You're not being open-minded. You're being conquered, dead on. So let's take a glimpse into the future of what they want for us. You see, it looks like this in South Africa. If you remember, South Africa was apartheid. The ANC, which was the African National Congress, which was the terrorist group that was terrorizing Africa. And I'm not in favor of apartheid, be very clear. That was a defunct system. But what's happened here is what always happens, is when the pendulum swings, those that now assume power want to punish those that were in power. And this is happening right now to everybody in South Africa that's white.
2: This is Coronation Park, a squatter camp in Krugersdorp, South Africa. Although impoverished blacks in the region far outnumber their white counterparts, this camp is one of a growing number of townships populated mostly by Afrikaners, white South Africans. In the 19 years since the fall of apartheid, more and more whites are coming face to face with poverty and social meltdown. I'm sorry it's racist, I'm not a racist, but the blacks comes first and then the whites. And even highly qualified Whites don't even get a position in South Africa. A controversial affirmative action policy sees blacks take precedence over whites on the job market, giving some people little choice but to move into tents and caravans in camps such as this one.
1: Apartheid was a problem, uh, but this is the only country in the world where the majority has got affirmative action. America's got affirmative action, everybody's got affirmative action, but this is the only country where the majority's got affirmative action.
2: Post-apartheid governments have struggled to achieve redistribution of wealth and economic growth, and formerly comfortable Afrikaners see themselves as victims of reverse apartheid. In spite of this, white South Africans still control most of the country's economy.
0: This is the vision they have for the world. And if you notice, and I've said this before, and and I'm going to qualify this, I don't say this to point out particular groups other than to point out what these people are doing, okay? Notice this agenda that everything they're pushing is to do two things. They want to invert the world. They want women in charge, and they want blacks in charge. So the ask, the question you have to ask is why. Well, they've, they've inoculated deeply the idea that blacks have been the subjugated class of the entire world. Let's remember something, and this is always an unpopular reality to face. Black slavery was driven by blacks themselves. They sold themselves into the slavery of the white slave traders. Hate to tell you, but it's true. And there were many black slave owners here in the States that had many black slaves. So I guess the question one would have to ask is if we're talking about reparations, just as a sidebar, does that mean that blacks have to play reparations as well to blacks? I'm not sure how that works, but I'm sure that they'll find a reason to justify that not happening. But the point is that there's a lot of emotional scarring. We're dealing with a culture and a world that has been deeply scarred. And when you have scarred, it's just like, this is how they create MKUltra. They emotionally scar you. You need drugs to get this done. You need drugs and you need trauma. And if you can get those two together in an MKUltra programming, you traumatize somebody physically and mentally, and then you give them the drugs to stabilize them, which are just gateways. And when I say gateways, they're the openings for demonic influence to come in, which then makes you subject to what the, they want you to do. That's the core of MKUltra programming. They've done this now on a global scale. And they're now turning the vector to where a number of things are happening at once. We're seeing that they want to obliterate the white class by turning it into a gender plural society. They want everybody ultimately to be buying their stuff which is all going to be programmed. And to get your programming deep into your mind that the rainbow is not God's rainbow, but the rainbow represents this inclusiveness, which is exactly what many churches are doing right now. And I have no problem praying for every one of those churches to simply burn to the ground. It's okay with me. So the next is you've got and, and, and the leveraging of people that themselves are emotional based. Women don't take offense to this, but you're not based on critical thinking. You are most based on emotional of your heart first. It doesn't mean you can't be good leaders, but it means that you're very subject to your own issues of emotions. And women tend to be a collective rather than individuals as a general world. Is a general way. They are trying to fashion a woman. And I've ever figured this out why the women's movement accepted this and why women accept this. Why do you want to be shaped after men? And they're doing this. They've done this since the very beginning of the women's liberation movement is to try to make women be like men. You must be authoritative. You must be directive. You must be individual. Everything you're not, instead of being nurturing, having the strength of the collective, having nesting, all these things, being a mother. They want you to go the other way. And women just grabbed onto it and said, yes, here we go. I get to have equal rights in the workforce, and there you go, out of the family. Now I get to die on the on the lines as a fighting soldier. There you go. There goes the whole future of rebirth. And as this is happening, they've got women going one way, and they have black America going another way, blaming white America for all their problems, too, and elevate in both of these cases, notice what's happening. Women and blacks are being Nurtured under the concept of victimization. Victimization. Once you get somebody in the mindset of victimization, they're so easy to control. And that's exactly what's happening. And so they want a world that sees themselves as victims because victims will look to somebody else to solve their problem. They don't have the strength to do it themselves, but they do have one thing in their heart that works very well for those in control. They have a venom, a vengeance in their heart to get justice upon others that's by their own hand. Not by God's hand, but by their own hand. Make sure you strip out God in all of this because they're doing a good job at that. And suddenly you have two willful parties that step into the limelight. Their pride, and we're in pride month, their pride is elevated, their egos are inflated, and now they have a right to step into power and do what you have long and said and felt you are just to do. And that's exactly what we're witnessing right here on a global scale. Pride month, it's no accident that pride is one of the great sins of our time and in our faith, and yet this is pride month. And so this is again a mockery in God's face as they take pride month, and again within the middle of that word is demon. And it's all done in the rainbow characters so that we're reminded that they now control the rainbow, which is what they're trying to do as well. All of this is shaping a world where they will be able to control everything you do. Remember, their push here right now is also to get everybody on a digital currency. So let's, let's look at how this, what this looks like. In South Africa, in the reverse apartheid that's happening right now, they are now passing rights through their ADL or their version of ADL, their their civil liberties movement over there, which is they are trying to make it where companies can no longer hire white people. This is their new rule. It's coming up for a vote in South Africa. Okay, so they can no longer hire white people. There are white-owned companies that will go along with this rule because they want to do business in South Africa, and they will end up firing their own white employees and hiring blacks. Does that not sound like another version of COVID? And the COVID con that we went through, yes, it should, because that's, if you haven't been vaccinated, you can't work here. If you don't wear a mask, you can't work here. That's sort of nonsense. Okay. So South Africa is yet another template. It's one of these places they're incubating and test trial ballooning the next step here. Ireland's doing another thing. They're making it right now illegal to say anything, even if it's on your phone and there's some things that's derived as a hate speech on your phone, you can do prison time. So These are test bubbles that they're putting in place around the world. In the meantime, we're having Trudeau tell us that he's very disturbed by the anti-LGBTQ garbage that's going on here because in his idea, we must suppress it all and arrest them all. And at the same time, we have a military with military general officer level command agreeing to have gay people in furry suits without any repercussions in their military jobs posing and even giving sexual images of themselves having sex together in furry suits, advertising their gayness by getting married. Patriots, those same commanders, you need to understand, if they will sell out to this, they will put you in a FEMA camp in a half a second and execute death camps. That is not a joke. That is how they are in mentality because these commanders are weak and broken, every one of them that are doing this. And you've heard enough from some patriots recently and they're standing up to this. So we're in a very critical time, but the bigger image of this as we go forward, and I want you to imagine this, as we talk about a digital currency, a CBDC, the first part of it rolls out in July with the FedNow program, followed by a CBDC, which is a digital coin that they can control and, and program. Now I want you to think of Target and the Target boycott. But before we get to that, I want you to listen to this and we'll come right back to that concept.
3: When Target caves into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want, and not sell the things you don't. So,
0: And so what they're telling you is your choice of what you get to buy and sell is now A act of terrorism if you don't agree with what they want you to do. So how does this map out? Look at this very carefully and listen to this. When you have a CBDC, you now can dictate where people can buy and sell. Because if you don't want them to buy, say, at a competitor that is not in compliance with the new gay rainbow agenda, you're going to deny their card access, your use of a CBDC at any vendor that does not comply with that. You can channel literally all your sales into Target, and you can require that in order to continue to have a social credit score, you have to buy certain pride stuff. You have to contribute to them. You can go even more. You can change your entire laydown. of Every single item in that store can now have some version of a rainbow on it and some reminder that everybody needs a snip and tuck. And by doing that, you can channel people to where they everybody is forced to in, take into their own homes Forced to take in their hands these demonic issues, these demonic items, and literally do so by the controlling of your CBDC. That's the world we're in. So one other quick mention here to kind of give you, let that sink in while we talk about something else a little more positive. We have a sponsor here I've mentioned I'm very, very proud to have on, and it's Cleanse. And EnviroCleanse is a American-made, 100% American-made filtration system for your home air quality is essential, and I have really come to appreciate how much air quality is essential in my studio. I've been running this thing for almost a week and a half now, steady. It has a HEPA filter, and it has a mineral filter, which is amazing. It's all patented technology made here in the United States, and its it truly makes a difference. It it filters out dander. It fil- It filters out dust. It filters out allergens. It filters out the, the viruses and the bacterias that can get us sick and cause chest infections, all of these things. So I'd really encourage you to head over to e over to their site, which is EnviroCleanse, which is, which is uh, ekpure.com, ekpure.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S. And that's 10% off on the EnviroCleanse unit. It's a small unit, and it's running right now in the background. You can't even hear it. It's great. And they, they, it runs all the time. It's, the shipping is free, the air quality is massive, and you get with a purchase a free air quality monitor, which is fantastic, so you can actually see the improvement in your air quality. So that's about $150 savings. So head on over to ekpure.com, use your promo code BARDS, get 10% off, and then get this unit in your home and start appreciating and feeling the great health air that you breathe instead of this congested stuff that's coming out of our news. It's horrible. All right, so as we look at this model, you start to see truly that there is an agenda here to shape the way that we operate and the way we think. And part of this, again, they're setting the conditions to remind us that if we don't do as they say, they are going to force us to do as they say. That guest, literally, I just this guy that just spoke was on MSNBC and he was the one that is literally proclaiming he's, you might guess it, he's a LGBTQ lover. He is out there telling people openly that this is environment I others that this is environmental or an economic terrorism for not allowing target to sell this. This is called free markets, but that doesn't happen in the leftist world because they work on a socialized planning model, which everything is designed. Now this agenda is continuing. And it's not going away. And when we look at the problem of where we are, we're a big part of this problem. We're back to this peacekeeper, peacemaker thing, okay? Take a listen to, take a, hear this. Boston University is now saying it's going to require its students to take a social justice writing course. And in quotations, they put, we have a captive audience. Yes, they do, because people are paying money to go to the school They're simply going to add in here a new policy that requires everybody to take a social justice writing course. You do understand that this is shaping the future leadership of our nation. So Boston University recently made a new announcement that has rekindled concerns over the rising orthodoxy in our institutions of higher education. The university issued new guidelines for its mandatory writing program that will require all students to write papers with a social justice emphasis as a condition for graduation. The key faculty organizers celebrated this new policy and the hiring of non-white instructors as guaranteeing social justice results by making students a captive audience with no choice in the matter. This is forced compliance. This is mass propaganda. Now, let's continue with the model. You're seeing the snapshot in South Africa. They're using a reverse apartheid model. They're going to do the same thing. Women, you are going to be increasingly offered opportunities, especially if women, if you are of mixed or mixed race of any kind, have a Hispanic relationship or in you, Hispanic blood, Native American blood, black, African, whatever. You're going to, they're going to elevate up the women and they're going to elevate up the black black america and they're going to do so to raise that up and increasingly marginalize the white class. Why whites considered are considered to be the greatest threat because we are the most heavily aligned with the concept of non-compliant christianity. Thank you pulpits in our nation for failing in that message and for getting us into this hell that we're currently in to a large degree over the years. Now the pulpit has less effect today, but over the years the pulpits have just sold out and put us to a large degree to where we are today. This model is not going away anytime soon. And I keep framing that to understand that for all of the hype that goes on and you hear a number of people like Trump's in charge and the continuity of government models in place and there's going to be tribunals, okay, whatever. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. It sure would be fun to watch. But the fact of the matter is it's not changing this. It's not changing the social engineering that's happening around us and this new economic system that's rolling out. What you're, What is being apparently told to these retailers that are getting beat up on these boycotts, they're being told that to expect to lose money as they roll out this forced LGBTQ compliance, this gender-transgender confusion concept, and they are told to expect losses. But what they're being promised is a new horizon of profiteering. Part of that is, and they're being told, that those that do not comply with this policy will be excluded in the new economy. You can see it happening right now. Just like I've said, they can do this digitally by shutting you off. They can also force you to go in there, and if you don't want to purchase there, you're still shut off. It's all about a forced compliance into a system which ultimately destroys a country at its core and destroys the entire Western world completely to such a degree that it will never, ever have a chance again to allow a couple of things the rise again of a racial hatred in an imbalance and part of the engines behind that for the new world order are is the han dynasty which are worse makes the nazis look like preschool players that's the that's the backing of the ccp this is what we're witnessing here before us and it's a pretty hard reality that we have to come to now if you weren't aware, Target's marketing VP has also works. This is the same guy that's pushing the garbage for how to groom kids. He also works for an organization that it pushes transgender agendas in schools. That's a big one. In the wake of the controversy surrounding Target's debut of pro-transgender clothing lines aimed at children, it has since been revealed that one of the senior executives of the company's marketing department also holds a position with a pro-transgender advocacy. advocacy advocacy group. So they are going at every target, they every target, bad word, every angle they can to go after the children again and again and again. According to Fox News, the vice president of the brand marketing target, Carlos Saavedra, is also a treasurer of the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, which is G-L-S-E-N, GLSEN has pushed for schools across the country to enact policies that forbid parents from being made aware of their children's gender identities at school, as well as pushing schools to include explicitly sexual books in their libraries. 100% grooming. 100%. And I'm just going to go back to this again. Are you a peacekeeper or are you a peacemaker? Because if you're sitting on the sideline going, this will blow over, you're a peacekeeper. If you're going to be out here in the front lines of this war, you better start being a peacemaker. And a peacemaker isn't just one that's going to sit by the side and say, hey, we need to get together. Do you know what the most one of the most famous pistols is from the period of the 1800s, our cowboy era? It was the Colt Peacemaker. It was a revolver. There's a reason they called it a peacemaker, because it made peace once it was fired, a lot. So I would suggest that you start thinking differently in terms of, of where we are blessed are the peacemakers blessed are the peacemakers i need to say that again because we are literally failing in our job as the children of the most high it's amazing now if you are one who looks to tv for hope and looking at movies like the chosen which is this whole reenactment of christ era uh fear not because The LGBTQ movement has found a place there, too. Uh, The chosen directors have responded to a flag that was on set, specifically filmed, and it was asked why they had an LGBTQ rainbow pride flag there. Their response is fairly coy, and it is essentially that get over it. We accept everybody. You need to watch the film for its content and its love in Christ. Ignore the fact that there's a flag. Well, that's a little hard to do considering what that flag has come to represent, considering that it's all representing grooming of children. Christ was pretty clear about that. You would be better to have a millstone thrown around your neck and sunk at sea, drowned at sea, than to, be, than to have to face the Father. This is an, an abominable and a horrid practice that we're starting to see mainstream. And in the meantime, violence obviously across the globe, across this country is increasing. There is a site I mentioned before, it's really worth getting a snapshot of this site and to understand, again, these are all snapshots to see what they're incubating and what they want for all the country. Chicago has been a test run for years on how to create persistent violence, which persistent violence leads to deep trauma within a culture, which then leads to more control over the people. And that's, that's the foundations of MKUltra. So, There's a site that I mentioned before. The site's name is heyheyjackass.com, jackass.com. This is all the shootings in Chicago. It gives you the up-to-date idea of what's actually happening there. There is a person shot every 3 hours and 14 minutes in Chicago. A person is murdered every 14 hours and 36 minutes in Chicago. May to date, there have been 59 people shot and killed, shot and wounded, 257, total shot 316, total homicide 63. That's just this month alone, okay? And don't worry, they do consider, the if if you're at all concerned about not being gender uh, concerned, they do at least deal with the two genders, male and female. Uh, Males, there's been 155 males killed, 27 females killed, 551 males wounded, and 83 um, females wounded in the year of 2023. Now they do let us know as well, which I think this is just a very insightful statistic. How many people have literally been shot in the butt? They have a chart up here that literally is called the "Shot in the Assometer." And to date, there, year to date, there have been 25, 29 people shot in the butt in Chicago. I would suggest if you're going to Chicago, you probably want to get some Kevlar undies. So this is. This is a very real snapshot at the world that they are trying to create. And so when you start overlaying South Africa, Ireland, and Chicago as test cases, you can start to see the world they're trying to shape. They want perpetual violence. They want perpetual trauma. They want to eradicate and subjugate a class of people. whites in general. They want to elevate the traumatized and the victim mentality, which is my class, women and and blacks. And they want to silence anybody from speaking against anything that's considered to be the national narrative. And if you you have any sort of protest whatsoever in terms of economics, they're going to cut you off on that as well. So this is the world that we're being walked into. And again, so many people are just willfully going along with this when we've been told and given the rights and the authorities to do exactly the opposite. We are being given the duty to throw off despotism. This is despotism. This is us going through this process and willfully complying as kind of some sidebars on this. And it's important that parents start to address this and be honest with yourself. One of the things that has happened in this culture is the idea that in order to get a job you have to get a degree. Well, what the degree has become is more than ever now it's been a it's a conformity training to conform yourself to the 1984 Orwellian model. So parents, if you're pushing your children that way and you're encouraging them to go to school, you are encouraging your children to perpetuate a problem in a society in which we will never get out of. It's enslavement is what you're doing. You may take great pride. I'm going to hammer that word. You may take great pride, which I know most parents do because I hear it all the time. I'm so proud of my son, my daughter for going to school and getting an education, getting a degree. You're not thinking about their future. You're thinking about yourself. And I don't care how many ways you dice that you are. I run into this way too much. Children right now, young adults, should be encouraged to go into trade schools, get a job, start learning how to work, get a real experience, and getting, and breaking away as much as possible from the pipeline that they're trying to create out of universities. Their world will look something like this, that you will channel your children to state-approved education systems, that in order to do that, you're going to have to comply to the whole series of events. If you are white, you will be excluded. You'll be allowed to do a few slave and menial issues. If you so dare to have any sort of faith or religion, you will be shunned and crushed because you must only abide by the masters of religion, which is the new one-world religion that they're coming out with, the center of which was opened in Dubai already. So parents are very complicit in this. Keeping your kids in public school, I know it's difficult. If you are, just understand that what you're doing is you're putting your child at risk the minute they go there. Increasingly, public schools do not have to tell you if their child is going through any sort of gender transition. And if they're role-playing at school, you, you will not know about it because the teachers will protect them and they will encourage it. Sadly, all of this has exploded post-vax. So, you know, we can look at this from many levels. We can say to this, like, wow, this is truly a demonic influence and attack on humanity. Yep, it sure is. But we still have to take the appropriate measures if we're going to consider ourselves at war. Unfortunately, too many people don't take that concept seriously. It's much easier to rant around about worrying. Like I said, as a Christian, it's much easier to worry about what somebody says if, if you find somebody that doesn't have, doesn't say the exact things that you like, whether it's in music or somewhere else, you throw a little temper tantrum like a brat and, and and somebody who's righteous, it's all fake righteousness. And in so doing, what ends up happening is our eyes are diverted to the things that don't matter and not we're not working at the real fight that's before us. You have to choose your battles. And in this particular time, there's some major battles. And the number one battle before us is children and the eradication of our elderly while our youth, our young adults are dying, it's off scale. There's still 10 million people missing from the workforce. Where did they go? They sure as heck aren't sitting out here pulling welfare. Many of them are dead and many of them have been disabled by this injection. But they're hiding all that, continuing to hide all that. And as we listen to this clown show with McCarthy that's going on up in DC, a complete and total betrayal, which blew up in his face, because people got excited about it, but they're going to contain it now. And they're in the containment mode right now. And what they're doing is they take their little band of 20 Republicans that are out here going, we are against this. We'll oust him because he violated. And, and what they add is "They, it, we should be able to violate him by the contract we put him in office for. That's a way now to set it up so they'll go through this little stunt act, make it look like they're doing something so people will say, oh, darn it. Those doggone evil people, they prevented the good guys from winning again. It's a ridiculous narrative, but there's going to be a ton of people that buy into it. And this is what the playbook they're playing here because they have all sold out, every one of them. And here's how I can prove it. Tell me one of them is out here screaming about the border that's open and we're getting flooded with immigrants. Tell me, and fighting age males, by the way. Tell me anyone up there that's telling us that we have to stop the vax, go into a full investigation, full stop, and go into investigation of how people are dying. None. That would be none because they're all on the payroll of the big pharma. And if you want to see it even more in a closer optic, look at what's happening to Ken Paxton in, in Texas. The attorney general that was voted in by the people that is now under attack to be impeached by both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, together. They're working in the Texas house. There's a big war going on down there. And behind all of that are a couple of critical things. Paxton's trying to close the border, which is putting him at odds with the global banksters like BlackRock. And he's trying to sue big pharma, Pfizer in particular, for the COVID shot. See it play out. This is the people versus the overreaching state, which is all a corporatocracy. And at the center of all of this, they've got everybody distracted going this way or that because of a band of well-organized, well-trained information agents, all of which at one way or another are pedophiles under the rainbow that are out here telling you that if you don't do this, if you don't comply, then you are a terrorist because you didn't agree that we have a right to rape children, to sacrifice children and to have sex with the same-sex people all we want, and dogs and cats and donkeys and whatever else they want to do. This perversion has taken key leadership roles. They're in marketing. They're in advertising. They're in Hollywood. They're in politics. And it's, it's literally a free-for-all, all centered on one constant theme, always one constant theme, always one constant theme, sex sex. Why sex? Because they know that once they get that narcotic going and the doors that open up within the portals of demonic and all these obsessions that start to feed us, that we literally become people of the flesh. And in so doing, we are detached from the God as children of the Most High. We are spiritual beings first in this time, in this place. We've been given the authorities to overcome all of this, but we have to get past our petty ways and our arrogance Because what we tend to do is we forget some simple principles as I kind of wrap this down. Christ put a lot of focus on a couple of things. One was the prostitutes and the tax collectors. He spent time listening to the people that really understood the darkness of the world. And he found great empathy for them. He also understood that they understand the principles better than many of those that proclaim faith. He also, if you remember the story, I believe it's John 16, where he literally spoke to the centurion. The centurion said that my servant is on the floor dying. And Christ said, well, let me come to my home and heal him. And he said, no, Lord, I'm not worthy of your presence. He says, but I'm a soldier and I, I give commands. If I tell somebody to go, they will go. If I tell somebody to come, they will come. So if you tell me that they will, he will be healed, he will be healed. And Christ went on to say that Gentiles like this will be sitting at the table with Abraham and others celebrating kingdom while others have proclaimed to have faith. The righteous will not, will miss the boat. Patriots, we have an obligation right now to be reaching across the aisle, to getting past our own arrogance and looking truly at how we can start to bring people to Christ. That's a fundamental fight here. And the thing is, the enemy is seeking out where it gets power. It gets power through the sacrifice of children and people. And it gets real power. And the problem is we are, we are competing with an, an, with a belief system that's giving them power. Because we are giving it to them. Understand that relationship. When we comply, it is the same as the children of the Most High saying yes. Let me say that again. When we comply, it is the same as the children of the Most High saying yes. In other words, the stewards of this earth are giving them rite of passage to do the world that they want. We are allowing them to create this world by our own blessing because they can't do it otherwise. But we're doing it through our guilt, our weakness, and our arrogance and our pride. And we need to step back and realize that our responsibility is first and foremost to God, our Father, that we are the children of the Most High, and we will have to put a hard red line and say no, and be not only ungovernable, but be absolutely take back that terrain and say, there's no way ever, period. So this is the challenge of the world that we face. It's a difficult one, and it all comes down to those two words, are you a peacemaker or a peacekeeper? And I know where I'm at. I'll walk that place of a peacemaker. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we come together humbled and blessed by all that you've given us, the authorities provided to us, the fellowships that we continue to build, and even the place that we're at in this world, all brought to us by our Savior, sacrificed on the cross, who brought victory to this world, and yet we still have to bring victory to the earth. Father, may the fires of righteousness burn within our hearts. May it awaken us, stand us up, embolden us in these hours to stop being petty, to stop being arrogant, to set aside our pride, to take accountability and responsibility of how we are feeding the enemy, whether it's taxes or whether sending our kids to their schools or whatever we're doing and scratching our head and wondering why things are changing. We have to start being responsible in this world and accountable for our actions, and in so doing, come together in a bold body of Christ to understand that together we can overcome this, but that we aren't going to gain nothing if we continue to walk this path and expect someone else to fix it for us. So Father, in this hour and this time, we just pray for the power, empowerment of the peacemakers, those that take the actions necessary to bring forth peace of heaven, of heaven not peace of this earth like these people are trying to make us believe. Their peace is peace at any cost, meaning we must accept everything they do, including sin. That's where we subjugate ourselves to becoming peacekeepers. So, Father, anybody trending that way, we just pray that their hearts will be shaken and awakened, their eyes be lifted to realize that we are peacemakers. And in this time and place where we are peacemakers, stepping into this, that we now must take the actions necessary, and no matter the cost, to ensure that the mightiness of moral law, the power of your sword, the threshing floor, all becomes real for us, that we make that peace and transform the world. Guide us and protect us. And, in these, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So important to grab this because these people... They're slave drivers. They're slave masters is what they're seeking to do. And they're throwing things at us every which way. They're obviously disturbed by the fact that we're not compliant. They're going to continue to roll out tools, whether it's AI, whether it's more policies to go after your kids. They're not going to stop. And if you're foolish enough to believe that you can find a way through this through voting, not the way it is right now, you can't. On top of it, even when you vote for somebody, they end up turning, usually, and going a different direction. That means they're not accountable to the people. Accountability is going to have to come in brutal ways at times, and it's going to require that. We're a long ways from having to see a form of civil war. Let's hope we don't get there, but I'm telling you, you better ramp up the fight, all of us, because this is getting more intense And they're taking more ground. And the deeper they get embedded, the more rules they change, the harder it is to get that cancer out. Make no mistake. This is the act of the devil that's coming at us. This is a metastasized cancer that's growing rapidly. And for all the guilt that they want to put on your heart for not being included, for all the churches that are trying to sell their soul to the devil to try to increase their congregations and thus their offering plate, may those churches... Find the wrath of God hit their pulpit. May the lightning of heaven strike their roof down. May the walls be blown apart. And may the revival of the faith in Jesus overcome those places and scatter those churches to the wind. That's the force of prayer we have to continue to focus on and the righteousness which we're fighting for. Otherwise, we're going to sit around going, okay, well, I'm waiting for Jesus. And like I always say, God always wins. That's absolutely true. But keep in mind, I'm telling you, Noah witnessed that, and there were eight left when God interceded. Just thought I'd mention it. I'm not going to wait that long. I'm going to be doing God's duty until the day I die. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy.